Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Before we get into this week's episode of Think Inclusive, I want to tell you about another show that I'm involved with that I think you might enjoy. I'm Matt, aka Samurai Fuchs, and I'm a cast member on With Rolls and No Luck. We're a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast full of goofs, gaffes, action, drama, and a makeshift family both in and out of character. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, or at noluckpod.buzzsprout.com. Fair warning, though, you might not want to bring the kids. Anyway, with all that being said, let's get ready for the latest episode of Think Inclusive, the podcast for inclusionists, brought to you by MCIE. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. From MCIE. I don't know about where you live, but today is the last day of school for the kids in our neighborhood. Summer is here, so let the late nights begin. And the end of the school year brings with it a lot of emotion for educators and families. So wherever you are right now, just know that you are not alone. I'm so thankful for you and for you being a part of the Think Inclusive podcast We couldn't do it without you. Today on the pod, we have a fantastic guest, Rashira Dobson, the host of the Womanhood and Disability Podcast. My name is Tim Villegas, and you are listening to the Think Inclusive Podcast presented by MCIE. This podcast exists to build bridges between families, educators, and disability rights advocates to create a shared understanding of inclusive education and what inclusion looks like in the real world. To find out more about who we are and what we do, check us out at thinkinclusive.us or on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Today is the last official episode of season nine. We've done 20 full episodes. 
and about a dozen bonus episodes this season. Next month in June, we will be publishing two remixed episodes, which are previously recorded episodes with additional editing, intros, and even interviews. Look out for those in a couple of weeks. And so looking at our next season, starting in July, we are switching things up just a bit. The Weekly-ish, which is the audio version of the newsletter by the same name, will be its own podcast with its very own feed. You can find that over at weeklyish.substack.com and add it to your favorite podcast player. We will still be publishing our bi-weekly podcast, Think Inclusive, here in this feed. Okay, that's all the updates. I am so glad you are here. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And now, our interview with Rashira Dobson. Okay, today on the Think Inclusive podcast, we have Rashira Dobson, who is an author, a disability justice activist, researcher, and scholar. Currently, she is pursuing her master's degree in public health at Morehouse School of Medicine, where her specific research areas of focus are exploring the intersectionality of race, gender, and disability. Alongside her academic endeavors, she is also a social entrepreneur. In 2016, she launched the Beauty with a Twist brand, an online platform for women and girls with disabilities. Both of Rashira's professional and lived experiences in living with a disability and chronic illness have enabled her to speak to audiences around the world. Welcome to the Think Inclusive podcast, Rashira. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Um, and in case in case people don't know, uh, Rashira, you have been a guest blogger on Think Inclusive. Um, Rashira and I met f- uh, a couple of years ago at the Georgia Lend uh, Disability Seminar, uh, which was great. We love Mark Crenshaw. A shout out to Mark Crenshaw at Georgia State. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just saw him a couple of days ago, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know he listens. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we're really excited. But the the reason why you're here is because uh, you have a podcast, and uh, it's called um, uh, Womanhood and Disability, I believe. Okay. Right? I'm said that right. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to have you on because, um, you know, we want to, we want to tell, you know, other people about podcasts, especially, um, creators with disabilities. And, um, so would you introduce yourself to our audience of educators in case, in case they don't know you? Yes, absolutely. And I first want to say just thank you so much, Tim, for having me on this amazing podcast. Like I said, like you said, we met a couple of years ago. And I've been following you on Twitter and other social media platforms, and you are always um, pushing the envelope when it comes to inclusion, especially in our educational system. So that's always really refreshing um, to see, especially from a person who was a previous educator. Um, so I'm just really grateful to be here and to share about my podcast, the Woman and Disability podcast, and some of the work that I do as an advocate slash activist. Um, as a content creator, um, as an emerging public health person, I'm, uh, I wear many different hats and depending on which day you get me, depends on which hat I'm wearing. Um, so today I'm going to be maybe taking off and putting off a lot of hats during this conversation. 
So it's nice to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, tell us about your podcast. Um, and, and especially like why, you know, why, why did you start it? Yeah. So I launched my podcast, um, last year in June, right around my birthday, actually. Um, and someone, you know, someone had told me, you know, you should do a podcast. I was like, eh. you know, I don't really like the sound of my own voice. Um, I'm used to writing. I wrote a blog for Think Inclusive um, a few months back. Um, I'm used to writing and just pouring out my heart and soul and all my deep thoughts that keep me awake at 3 a.m. Um, on paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but blogging was, or, uh, podcasting was something a lot different for me because um, not only did it force me to be um, vocally more vocal uh, and sharing some of my life experiences and um, my perspective, but it, it, it really caused me to really think, think more deeply about how I wanted to articulate some of these messages and narratives that I was seeing that maybe didn't have a platform to be amplified. And so I came up with the Womanhood and Disability uh, podcast because I live at that intersection. I'm a woman and I have a disability. <laughs> so when people read the title, it's, as, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about womanhood and it's about disability and what it's like to live in that intersection um, I think for me, especially as a woman of color, um, there just wasn't a lot, really, there wasn't any representation of what that looked like in my community as um, as a woman. And I realized, you know, as we go through different, you know, there are different milestones when you become a man, you know, and there are different milestones when you become a woman. And I really didn't have a blueprint of what that looked like in the context and the confines of having a disability. And I realized that it was a lot different than what I was reading about in magazines and, um, you know, on a lot of these women-led platforms that talk about the different things that women go through, uh, they seem to leave uh, a big portion of my lived experiences, which is having a disability and a chronic illness and how sometimes, and not even sometimes, most times when you do have a disability and a chronic illness, it can make your life experience a lot more different. Um, and so I created the podcast just to kind of lift up what that experience was like for me and kind of creating a safe place for myself. And then in creating a safe place for myself, I was able, other people were able to really identify um, that, hey, you know, I'm going through the same thing. And, and these people weren't just people who had quote unquote disabilities. They were other women saying, hey, like you talked about this in the, this episode and that really resonated with me. I think one of the first episodes I did was um, really like acknowledging milestones and how sometimes as a woman with a disability, I felt behind in achieving some of those milestones because so much of my life, disability, chronic illness, it just seemed to get in the way. And so mm -hmm. things that would take um, typical or non-disabled peers to get to rather quickly, it seemed to take me quite some time. Um, and so being able to have that platform, and I said that in that episode, you know, uh, someone messaged me and this lady was like a doctor and she's like, you know, I oftentimes felt really guilty and ashamed that maybe I wasn't at the place that I needed to be and listening to your episode, it really helped me. And she doesn't have any disabilities, not to my knowledge, and she didn't disclose, but knowing that in taking my vulnerable moments and frustrating moments and sharing those with the world that it's not only reaching uh, women with disabilities, but it's re reaching women without disabilities. And really just showing that disabled or not, 
we all have the same issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to put mm-hmm. it in plain words, we all deal with the same stuff as women, as people, as humanity. And I think when we create these spaces that not only create safe spaces for the specific group that you're reaching to, but it also helps to form allyship and community. And so that's what's really important for me in creating this podcast is a sense of community that it's not just for disabled people, but it was created by a disabled person. And so with that, it's going to help bridge those two groups together. Now, you do both solo podcasts and interviews. Uh, was it was it difficult to, to do the solo podcast or did, did that seem natural to you? It seemed really natural to me. And even interviewing people is really natural for me. I'm naturally an inquisitive and curious person. I always like to ask hard questions or questions that aren't necessarily obvious or on the surface um, because I just want to know. And I think I really try to frame my episodes in just having genuine conversations um, not like with an ulterior motive or not maybe ulterior motive is a bad word, but not with any agenda, but really trying to get to the bottom of some of these subject areas I wanted, I, I, I would like to know more about. So like in one of my episodes, I talked about women's health and I brought on a friend of mine who is a women's health practitioner. She doesn't have a disability, but one of the things that we talked about in the episode is like, what is one thing that women Um, should be thinking about when it comes to her health, but we're not necessarily uh, showcasing. And she said pain. And I was like, huh. And just the fact that women are dealing with levels of pain, especially Black women, maybe dealing with pain in their health, and maybe they're ignoring those signals of pain because they're too busy or they're stressed out or they just don't take enough time for themselves. And, And so something as little as that, you know, me asking the question, well, where is this pain coming from? And how do I know if it's pain or, you know, if I'm just overthinking it? And and that's how genuine conversations and real answers come about from the conversation. So for me, um, it's always been really natural. That's why I think it's funny that like, it was always meant for me to have a podcast, even if I didn't initially think I was like a podcaster type person, but it seems to work. So I'm just going to go with it until it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And you, you have, um, you just started your second season. Um, I was taking a look at what you had put out from uh, last year. I, I will say, I think I've, I was talking to s- maybe you, someone else, another podcaster, um, you know, once you get past like 10 episodes, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're like way beyond the, the, the vast majority of people who say they have a podcast. So well <laughs> done. <laughs> I did not know that. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, well, uh, you know, take it from someone who, um, at one point, I think only published one, one episode in one year or a year and a half. <laughs> it's it's hard it's yeah. hard to stay consistent so well done well done mm-hmm. um why don't you why don't you preview or i guess recap season one for our listeners just in case you know you've already talked about some specific episodes but what, did you have a theme in mind or um did did you have like a like a like certain topics that you wanted to hit in season one or how'd that work yeah, so this is going to be really bad on my part because I know as content creators, we're like, you need a schedule and <laughs> like, do all There's this no stuff. judgment here. <laughs> There's just no judgment. 
Um, and I will say yes and no. Some of the episodes that I wanted to do, I didn't get a chance to record, so hopefully I'll get on that this season. Um, and then some of it, I drew a lot of my inspiration or topics I want to talk about just from what was going on in my daily life, some of the things that were going on in society, um, some of the topic areas that I was like, oh, I think we need to speak about that. Um, so I think some of the episodes, like you said, they were singular as far as just my perspective on some things. And then I was able to bring a few people on who I felt um, they could really add value to the conversation. So some of them were planned and then some of them were completely spontaneous. Like maybe I had an interaction or an experience. I was like, I need to make a podcast episode about this because I need to get this content out. Um, I think as I don't call myself a quote unquote creative because I'm also very analytical. <laughs> and I think that shows from just what I do career wise in public health. Um, I'm just always critically thinking about a lot of things, but um, that helps me in my creative outlet to be able to maybe creatively address some of um, our more serious topic areas such as racism, because some people may not receive it in a way that's just like, Racism is defined A, B, C, D, and E. Some people need to need to hear a conversation or a story behind how racism and what it may look like or how ableism and what that feels like. So I think in the first season, um, I definitely wanted to amplify and narrate experiences of ableism. I experienced at school, um, in the classroom, in my community, how that made me felt. Um, because I think a lot of times too, on the surface, um, we talk about these things, um, but we don't necessarily talk about how they make us feel. And I think when we talk about how they make us feel, it humanizes the experience. And I think it can draw people in to realize um, when we commit certain actions or we make certain statements, like that statement is going towards something or someone. And on the other end of that statement is that person, that individual. And so, you know, to every, what is it to every action there's a consequence to every statement there is someone who was being impacted whether we recognize it or not so i think i focused a lot on um themes of ableism that we see in a society that we may, may not recognize but it's actually like no these are here these are present uh these are present these are microaggressions that we really need to begin to identify so we can kind of change our behavior so you said you um you said you don't necessarily have like a a schedule or themes and, and stuff like that. Um, but what, like, as you project out into the future, like, what do you hope, uh, womanhood and disability, like, what are your hopes and dreams for that? Yeah. Um, and maybe I'll clarify. I do have like a schedule, like, um, maybe record like for a podcast episode within the fourth quarter or in the first quarter and hit certain themes. So mm -hmm. like season two, um, I have an episode, I have an episode on body positivity, like an introductory episode of what that is. Um, this month, you know, because it's February, it's Black History Month, I want to dive into Black disability, what that looks like um, on a cultural competency type level, what it looks like on a personal level, and really diving into um, some of those intersectional conversations. And so there are themes like, and especially I think because in our culture, we are a theme society, you know, February mm -hmm. Black History Month is Valentine's Day. And then like October is Disability um, Employment Awareness Month. And so I try to circle it sometimes around things that we already see trending in our society and kind of just bringing my perspective to it and bringing on people who I feel that can add value 
um, on that perspective. So for this season, season two, like I said, black disability, intersectionality, body positivity, um, and just, and maybe I'll repeat some conversations, but maybe go from a different angle or a different way, because some of these conversations, there isn't any one end all conversation. It's almost mm -hmm. like a continual thing. Um, and so for me, just really getting creative about, okay, this is still maybe, and maybe not an issue, but it's still something that's prevailing, still something that's relevant. What's a different angle? What's a different way? to look at it, maybe we need to uncover another layer. Because a lot of conversations too, that I realized are not just like you said, you can't have them in one conversation. They're, they're constant layers like, you know, inclusion in special education. There's no way we'll be able to target everything <laughs> and related to special education inclusion in one podcast episode. It might be a lifetime of episodes, but I think as long as we continue to have the conversation and to stay, uh, to stay open and to making sure we're seeing it from all angles, I think that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we create community. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like... Um people uh, like on like a like a wish list of people that you'd want to uh interview like do you have like some names up on the top of your list Ooh, that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> um i mean there are some disability advocates that'll be like oh gosh i can't wait to see if they would and even me thinking back my mind like could i have the courage to ask them to come on and be a, a guest um but, um, you know, leading disability advocates like Haben Gurma, I really look up to her. Um, Claudia Gorman, she was the first um, Black deaf woman. Uh, she's an attorney and she was, I believe, the White House correspondent for the disability engagement community. I might be saying that all backwards, but if you Google mm -hmm. her, you'll know who she is. <laughs> um, people like that, uh, people like Rebecca Copley, I follow her work a lot. She does a lot of policy things and she also posts about her kids all the time which I think it's hilarious um and then non-disabled communities like I've always wanted to partner like with Dove Beauty and just maybe bring like some people who I see in mainstream media who are advocating for beauty and inclusivity I want to bring them on and ask them so why don't you talk about disability <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or how is the way that we can uh, form a collaboration or a partnership because um, I think initially that's my goal is to create um, a platform where it doesn't have to be either or, but it's all. Um, that's really important for me because I've learned that it just can't be, dis disabled people can't be the only ones talking about disability. It has to be our non-disabled counterparts and non-disabled people can't be the only ones talking about non-disability things. It has to be about disability people too, um, because I've learned growing up i did not grow up in a disability friendly society i grew up as much able-bodied i don't even think the word disability was ever used in my house hmm. so I, I i understand the importance of that integration um i think it's really important and just make platforms all i mean that's what inclusion is it's not separating the two but it's actually combining all of them together yeah i think it's funny that you don't think yourself as a cre as a creative because like you are oh, I think wow. you can be both <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah you, can. you know I think you can be both I mean you've written a book yeah. right <laughs> you, you started uh beauty with a twist you, you you're a writer 
uh, I mean, you wrote for us and, you know, and then, uh, podcaster. I mean, yeah, you're creative. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you have other things going, like we talked about all the hats that you wear. So there's other things going on. And I, I would love to know a little bit more about, you know, your internships. Cause you, you know, you interned with John Ossoff. Yes. Uh, you're currently interning, uh, with AAPD. What was, uh, what was it like to, to intern, you know, for the Senator or he wasn't a Senator at the time or was he, was he a Senator at the time? He was, um, okay. I was a summer intern for summer 2020. Yeah. Oh gosh. 2021. I'm sorry. 2021. Cause it's now 2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was a summer intern from him. As you all know, we were from Georgia he was a newly elected senator. So it was pretty historic um, only because of what that meant for the state of Georgia. Um, and so it was really cool. I always like to put a little, you know, a little sad point on there because I was supposed to be in DC for my internship, but because of the pandemic, it had to be virtual. So I feel like I got slighted a little bit of having my full DC internship experience, but I'm okay. I might be a little bigger about it, but not really. Because <laughs> I was just happy to say I was able to intern in office of a historic um, election win in Senator Ossoff. He's really nice. Um, he's young, which was really different. Uh, I've worked in political spaces before. And so having, getting to work with a young Senator, um, I felt like the office was constantly buzzing with um, innovation and just we had a lot of young people working in the office and who were just ready to make a difference in their state. So that was really impressionable upon me. And knowing that the space that I go into, I bring the disability community with me. And so even be able to have that level of representation, like I think he asked or I was able to ask him like, what will you do for disabled Georgians? And he was like, you know, you can write me, you know, a letter and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I'm going to follow up on that. (laughs) So that was really, really cool. Um, And then, of course, being an intern with AAPD, which is the American Association for People with Disabilities. It's one of the largest uh, disability-led organizations here in the U.S. Um, They really focus a lot on disability policy and driving um, a lot of the conversations we see around disability policy and really holding um, our leaders, our, um, our, our, our leaders and legislators accountable and making sure disability is included in all conversations from technology to accessibility to voting rights. Um, so I'm interning with them now uh, as a student and that has been, it's really refreshing again. Uh, most of the spaces I'm in, I'm usually the only person in the room, the only Black person or the only disabled person. So being an organization that is super disability friendly, it just clicks and it makes sense. I don't have to explain a lot um, when it comes to disability because they just get it. And then also the fact that the president is like, and the CEO is a woman with a disability, which is totally empowering. So shout out to Maria Town because I secretly just, She's very inspirational, and I'm glad to be working um, in the same environment and on different projects with her. So um, I already know that once this is over, I'm going to look back and say this is this was such a pivotal moment in my life, and it just gives me further inspiration to just be like, disability matters. I don't care who says it doesn't or is it not relevant. When I step into organizations like this, when I work in places like this, it lets me know that it matters and it will always matter. So um, that's been really empowering for me. 
Awesome. Awesome. Uh, the, um, w- w- so what is uh, next for you, Rashir, after you graduate and, you know, looking for a job, like what would be your dream job? I want to work at the white house. <laughs> I know this really, really ambitious, but I love policy. I love high level policy. Um, because I, I really, one of those people that believe, um, that our government and that we do on a high level really impacts states and it, it, it really does have a trickle down effect. If I can be able to speak on behalf of my community and bring others with me, leave that door open to where we are really influencing policy and disability visibility on that level, I think that would just, it would make me smile all on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, best of luck. And we, we want you to have that. We're going to claim that for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, in a few years, then, then we're going to be, you know, uh, we'll interview you at the white house maybe. So, <laughs> hey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can people find you? Like if they want to follow you, where can they find, you know, your social media handles, email book, blah, you know, everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So for social media, my name is pretty easy to find because there's not a lot of Rashiras out there. So on Twitter, at Rashira Diera, D-I-A-R-A. Instagram, Rashira Dobson. Facebook, Rashira Dobson. Um, I'm usually mostly on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook is kind of like for family, you know. <laughs> yeah, And we then get it. Um, you can, of course, LinkedIn for all my professional people. And um, my website, www.beautywithatwist.org. And which you can order my book, or you can also go on Amazon and buy a purchase. And then the Woman Hurting Disability podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and all really podcast platforms that you can find it. So. All right. Well, uh, we are uh, so happy that Rashir Dobson stopped by to be on the Think Inclusive podcast. Thanks for your time. That will do it for this episode of the Think Inclusive podcast. Subscribe to the Think Inclusive podcast via Apple Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a question or comment? Email us your feedback at podcast at thinkinclusive.us. We love to know that you're listening. Thank you to patrons Veronica E., Sonia A., Pamela P., Mark C., Kathy B., Kathleen T., and Jarrett T., for their continued support of the podcast. When you become a patron, your contribution helps us with the cost of audio production, transcription, and promotion of the Think Inclusive podcast. And you could even get a shout out like the fine people we just mentioned. Go to patreon.com slash thinkinclusivepodcast to become a patron today and get access to all our unedited interviews, including the conversation you heard today. Thank you for helping us equip more people to promote and sustain inclusive education. This podcast is a production of MCIE, where we envision a society where neighborhood schools welcome all learners and create the foundation for inclusive communities. Learn more at MCIE.org. We will be back next month with two remixed Think Inclusive episodes. Thank you for your time and attention and for listening. Until next time, remember... Inclusion always works.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.